Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us reflect on how we can respond to God. This is the second chapter of Julian of Norwich's short text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, Let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. And when I was 30 and a half years old, God sent me a bodily sickness in which I lay for three days and three nights. And on the fourth night, I received all the rites of Holy Church and did not believe that I would live until morning. After this, I lingered on for two days and two nights, and on the third night, I often thought that I was dying, and so did those who were with me. But at this time, I was very sorry and reluctant to die, not because there was anything on earth that I wanted to live for, nor because I feared anything, for I trusted in God but because I wanted to live so as to love God better and for longer, so that through the grace of longer life, I might know and love God better in the bliss of heaven. For it seemed to me that all the short time I could live here was as nothing compared with that heavenly bliss. So I thought, my good Lord, may my ceasing to live be to your glory. And I was answered in my reason and by the pains I felt that I was dying. And I fully accepted the will of God with all the will of my heart. So I endured till day. And by then, my body was dead to all sensation from the waist down. Then I felt I wanted to be in a sitting position, leaning with my head back against the bedding so that my heart could be more freely at God's disposition, and so that I could think of God while I was still alive. And those who were with me sent for the parson, the parish priest, to be present at my death. He came, and a boy with him, and brought a cross, and by the time he came, my eyes were fixed, and I could not speak. The parson set the cross before my face and said, Daughter, I have brought you the image of your Savior. Look upon it and be comforted in reverence to him that died for you and me. It seemed to me that I was well as I was, for my eyes were looking fixedly upward into heaven, where I trusted that I was going. But nevertheless, I consented to fix my eyes on the face of the crucifix, if I could, so as to be able to do so for longer until the moment of my death because I thought that I might be able to bear looking straight ahead for longer than I could manage to look upwards. After this, my sight began to fail, and the room was dim all around me, as dark as if it had been night, except that in the image of the cross, an ordinary household light remained. I could not understand how. Everything except the cross was ugly to me, as if crowded with fiends. 
After this, I felt as if the upper part of my body was beginning to die. My hands fell down on either side, and my head settled down sideways for weakness. The greatest pain that I felt was shortness of breath and failing of life. Then I truly believed that I was at the point of death. And at this moment, all my suffering suddenly left me, and I was as completely well especially in the upper part of my body, as ever I was before or after. I marveled at this change, for it seemed to me a mysterious work of God, not a natural one. And yet, although I felt comfortable, I still did not expect to live, nor did the feeling more comfortable comfort me entirely, for I felt that I would rather have been released from this world. For in my heart, I was willing to die. In this section, Julian describes her bodily sensations and experiences with great detail and clarity for such a tortured moment of her life. I'm most struck by her visceral desire to be moved into a seated position in order to allow, as she puts it, her heart to be more disposed to God. It's as if she's echoing with her body the yielding she feels with her soul, her readiness to be placed completely in God's hands. She communicates this desire not only with her thoughts and her voice, but with her her corporate or bodily self, too. It made me wonder, how might I move my body to more readily communicate to God my longing to yield to him? In turn, God communicates to Julian through her body too, as she feels sudden relief of her bodily suffering. Her interpretation is not what God intends by his will, but she notes this change and attributes it to God just the same. So what does God communicate to each of us through our bodies? Perhaps in less dramatic ways than Julian experiences. And how might we respond to him in the same way? May the peace of Christ always be with you.